right. Well, good morning. It's nice to see so many of you here. You sound happy yourself. <laughs> so this morning, um, sometimes one of the hardest things as a leader to do is when you're going through stuff, because just so you know, we do, like you do. When you get up here, you have all the things that God has been speaking to you about. But then you also have to ask the question, what is God speaking for us about? Does that make sense? And sometimes it's very difficult to separate what's going on in your own life and then for end up preaching to you, but actually it's for me. Does that make sense? It's a hard thing because whenever God's speaking to you, you, because as human beings, we naturally ask God about us. It's just a normal thing, isn't it? But just occasionally, when what God wants to speak to us about happens to be the same thing that go, is, going through us, is going through us at the same time. And this morning I want to speak from a personal place. You know, by now most of you have been here long enough. No, that's not unusual for me. Um, but there's certain things that Emma and I have been going through as a couple, as a family, sorry, with Jacob, which I think God wants to use to illustrate what he wants to say this morning. And I'm going to start, if you could turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 1. I do not know how this is going to go this morning. I just really felt every time I tried to do it, didn't quite get, and just for the Holy Ghost say, just shut up and just open your mouth and let me speak. So, are we okay with that this morning? Okay. So we're going to be going mainly from Deuteronomy this morning. And, oh, is everyone there? Okay, so Deuteronomy chapter 1, we're going to go from, chap, from uh, verse 6 to 8. And it says this, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. There comes a time, for a time and a season, the Father allows us to remain at a certain place. Yeah? It's okay to stay at a certain place. But then there comes a point Because how many of you know the kingdom of God is always what? Advancing. So for us as his people, we can't stay still. Siri. I like this. This is going good. (laughs) Holy God. He's changing my message already. The Holy Ghost is speaking. He's changing my message. (laughs) 
was that scripture? I need to change it now. <laughs> Forget everything I just said. <laughs> Siri speaking, yeah. <laughs> so, so the time that it's okay, God allows us to stay at a certain place. And that is in order for him to reveal what he wants to reveal to us in a season. But then there comes a season when we have to hear the voice of God that says, it's time to move forward. Now we see here, there is a lot of places that they were told to take possession of. So we're not going to take all that at once, are we? But we are told to leave where we are and make a journey. And how many of you know that to go to somewhere new, you have to leave somewhere old? You can't go somewhere new until you've left somewhere old. But what I really believe God wants to speak about this morning, is we, we heard it just literally a couple of moments ago before we, we came. He says, the, the, the part of the scripture that says this, See, comma, I have given you this land. I believe the last week we heard Pastor Tony talk about how precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God. And how we must hear the voice of God... <laughs> How we must hear, his, we must know his thoughts. But I believe God has been is, is saying this morning that you must also see that which I am saying. It's not enough just to hear, oh, you need to go over there. But in order for us to truly be able to make a journey, God wants us to see. And I, and I just saw it, it says, see, comma. See. Not just blindly believe. Not just blindly have faith, not just go along with the, with the flow, but see. He wants every one of us to see the land he is about to give us. Because I believe as a house, we have been moving in a, in a, in a direction and God is taking us to new territories. It's, it's, it's everything we've been saying, it's about new territory. And as over the last year or so, we can, or a period of time, God has been, has been making it very clear. But here's the thing. In order for us to move forward, for the corporate body to move forward, an individual has to make a decision. See, for me, I have to choose to give my strength to Phil. Phil has to choose to give his strength to me. So then together we make a decision. And then we both say we're going to partner with God. And at that point, then we can move forward along with God. So whenever, as I'm talking this morning, there's two, there's, two, there's, whole, there's two things. We're talking about us as a church. We're talking about us as a house, as a corporate body. But none of that happens unless we start to make personal, individual decisions. And there is, a, and there is, new, there is new territory that God is wanting to take us to in a spiritual sense. But it's not just corporately, it's individually. There is new territory that you need to take in your life. There is territory where if we stay as we are, let, 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 let me give you this. Um, in Where is it? I've, I've, honestly, this is, I've got so much that I've got to there. Anyway, John chapter 11. I'll just read it. You can just note it down because we're going to stay in Deuteronomy, but just this one scripture. John chapter 11, 38 to 40 says this. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. This is talking about Lazarus. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. 
But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor. For he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? If we choose to remain in the same place when the call of God comes, an odor begins to resonate around us. Something begins to take hold of us and around us that stops us from seeing the glory of God. So, when Jesus, and, and something else that spoke to me was that when we were talking about this new church we're going to go, this isn't just about us. You see, I, I have given you this land, go and take possession of the land that I swore to who? Your fathers. We are part of a multi-generational journey. See, pastors spoke many times, we wouldn't be here had someone in this house not prophesied 50 years ago. But the next generation won't be where they need to be unless we begin to prophesy in our generation. We are just part of God's ultimate intention for this house and for our lives. Amen? Okay. Now, for me and M, as many of you know, we have been talking about moving to Drollsden or moving to the area for quite a long time and it's felt like a long time because it has been a long time and it's done our heads in because it's just God I think it was about eight years ago that God spoke to us that said if you want to be if you want to influence the community you've got to be in the community now that doesn't mean for everyone if you go to this church you all need to move to Drawlsden that's not what he's saying but for us personally we had to move strategically into this place in order for God to allow us to impact this, this territory. But God saying it, just like it being prophesied 50 years ago, doesn't mean it happened straight away. Because there's a journey to get to where you want to go. And we have to leave a new place. And eight years has gone by. Four times we've put our house up for sale. Four. And you're thinking... God, what's going on? And what I believe we have to see is if we do not, and I'm going to talk more about that, if, we do not, if we're not able to see what God is saying and where God is taking us, we won't ever be able to enter into it. We can't enter unless we see it. And whatever God says, no matter how magnificent in this house, if we don't see it, we will not enter it. It's impossible to, and I want us to, to, I want to show us the, the, I want to encourage you, but I want us to show us the dangers this morning by using the Israelites at this particular point in time um, in Deuteronomy. So, from this position, God commanded them, right, it's time to move. Let's look further on in verse 19. Sorry, I do, every time I preach I do this, like a boom mic. Sorry, I'm going to move it further down. It's higher, not lower. Is that better? Okay. Sorry, Ralph. So it says this. In verse 19 to 21, it says, Then as the Lord our God commanded us, we set out from Horeb and went forward to the hill country of the Amorites through all the vast and dreadful wilderness that you have seen. 
And so we reached Kadesh Barnea. Then I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has given you this land. So we hear it again. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, told you. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. You see, in the, in, in the Israelites' time, when he says go and take possession of land, it was go in, take your sword and kill everything. Every man, every woman, every child, go and kill them. And wipe them out off the face of the earth. And then that land that is left, that is the land I'm giving to you. Now, thank the Lord, we've put away the physical sword. We now have the sword of the spirit. We have a spiritual war. And the territory that God is asking us to go into is not to go and remove every person in Dralsden. Or in, in, in a nation, because, because we heard at the very beginning, there was a lot of different places and there was a vast amount of land that God told them to go and take possession of. And that is why in this house, we are not just here to affect Drawlsden. We are here to affect our city, our nation and the nations. Our borders stretch beyond these four walls. But our job, our assignment, is to go in, find out and destroy the works of the enemy in, our, in these places. The territory is where God takes us. We go in, we find the work of the enemy, and we destroy it. We bring the light of Christ. We bring the, we, we, that is why we have been saying, let heaven come. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. For as we move into a territory, as you move it, let God move into your life, then the work of the enemy in your life and the work of the enemy in the lives of those who are lost then becomes null and void. And that is why, in the last few weeks, we've heard many times, we must now begin to have a conscience for the lost. If we don't have a conscience for the lost, we can't take possession of the land. Because if we don't go for the lost, then the work of the enemy is untouched. The work of the enemy is not actually, there's not even a fight. Because we're all in here. In the same place. And in your life, the things that hold you, the things that maintain you, that, that keep you where you are, stay where you are. Because nothing in you is fighting the work of the enemy inside your life. We must understand that God is taking us on this journey, but we have to see that there is a spiritual fight that we all have to take shape of. But, it, in, but, but what it, in, the, in the beginning of the scripture it says, so the Lord commanded us, good, so we've heard the command. We set out from Horeb. So that's a good start. We've actually started moving. And in this house, have we not started moving? We've started making preparations. We've started making plans. We've started speaking in a different way than we have in a long time. Because this is the way God is leading us. God is giving us permission to go to these places... But sometimes on the way to new territory, we must pass through difficult places. There is a, a vast and dreadful wilderness that we see that is in our own lives. You see, for Em and I, when God, at the moment, right now, anything that could be shaken has been shaken. 
everything that, see when you stay, see in my job, let's start, let's, let's start with my job. I've been at NatWest for about eight or nine years. And for, let's just, say it's, let's just say it's eight years. And for seven out of those eight years, I've been in one branch. I've been in the same place. And in my branch, I am the epitome of, of, of comfortable. I know every customer. I can't walk more than 50 feet in the town without somebody knowing who I am. I can't go anywhere without someone from Oldham knowing who I am. Why? Because I am, I've just been there so long, everybody knows me. I've been there, barring one other lady, I've been there longer than any other member of staff. So when that happens, there is a respect, there's a stature. Everyone knows I'm a Christian, everyone knows what I'm about, everyone knows what kind of church I go to, everyone knows that I do EYC, everyone knows everything. So I can talk freely about what I believe about God, because everybody knows it. I am comfortable in every sense of the word. But here's the thing. So last two, three weeks ago, I got a call from the, I, I got a, you know, the man wants to see you. So I thought, okay, no problem. Now I've just had my half year review and everything was really good. So I'm like, I love my branch. I've got a great boss. I'm doing really well. I have stature. I have everything I can want. Everything about me, this is good. I like this. This is what I want. Has anyone here been in the same place for a long time, like work or with the same people? Anyone been there? It's, there's a lot of good things, isn't there? But if we're not careful, you spend long enough in one place, that's all you can see. That's all you can see. I've stopped thinking about, well, what shall I do when I, when I, when I go? Why? Because I'm so happy where I am. Why do I need to move? Why do I need to move forward? And so God, in his wisdom, took me into this meeting, and he went, Paul, uh-oh, what? There's a few things happening in the area, all right, and I've been thinking about you, and I've put your name forward for something, really, just want you to think about it, but it was one of those, I want you to think about it, but it's happening anyway. <laughs> We're moving you. We're moving you. Okay. My first response, how do you feel about that? And I said, I don't want to go. I'm not going. I don't want to go. I'm I'm staying where I am. Thank you very much. And and, and it was one of those things where he said, it wasn't like, go away, have a few days to think about it, discuss it with your wife. It was like, will you let me know tomorrow morning what you're doing? So I goes home, talks to Wen. I tells him in the corridor, okay, I've got to do it. Because I realized so many times that God, I wanted to leave that place at different times when, when I went through some, some bad times there. But God said, no, you're staying. Because it was uncomfortable. When I was uncomfortable there, I wanted to go. Now I'm really happy there. <laughs> and I seem to have got to this kind of like golden platform. Now God said, get up, you're off. But put on the back of that, We sold our house finally about four months ago, which is amazing, which is fantastic. But you then realize, but then we were like, right, okay, but God, we need to move forward. We need to wait. We need, we need a new house. And here's me thinking, Mr. Spiritual, it's okay. We'll just go see one house and God will just show us. It'll be easy. Because then our first house, 
we went to the first house we saw was the first house we bought. We went, we saw it, we loved it. We literally walked down the road, put an offering, it was accepted, that was it. I thought moving else is well easy. <laughs> but it isn't <laughs> when you buy your second house. It's like having a baby. One can be really well, one can be a good sleeper. The next one sh never shuts up. Just it's individual. And so moving over here is great. But we've been told it for eight years. And after a while, you begin to wonder whether God did say it or God didn't say it. And you begin to wonder whether, whether actually did I hear right, did I not hear right, or actually has God changed his mind. God doesn't change his mind. And we've heard that recently. God is immutable. He's unchangeable. He doesn't change. That's why we have to see what God is saying to us, because we have to see God isn't changing his mind. But my thoughts betray me. And what happens is, especially when I become uncomfortable, we were uprooted from a house that we've lived in for 12 years. And we've moved into my wonderful parents' house. Now, I love my parents. Just going to say that first of all. <laughs> I love my parents. And hopefully, after this morning, they'll still let me have a door key. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, even though I'm going home, in terms of where, I've been at, where, where, where I lived, it's very different when you come back after 12 years and you've had your own house and you've had things how you want them. It's very difficult. And so what happened was, everything that was comfortable in our lives has been uprooted. So I'm like, hang on a minute, God. Not only are you shifting me from our house, so now we're in a house. Now my wife likes things in a certain way. She likes order. She likes things a certain way, or she doesn't do well. And on a serious note, she's been very, very, very unstable, my wife. Honestly. <laughs> Approach her with caution. Approach her with caution. Approach her with caution. Because she might just, just crack open at any moment. <laughs> because when you've been comfortable in a place, and when you've had things how you want them, and then God just says, yeah, but I'm shifting all that now. Everything in you goes, ah, I don't like this. And as a house, that's what God's been doing. You think about the things that we've been listening to, for those of you who are in authentic sonship, trust me, if you are not in an authentic sonship group, because you're like, you know what, you're right, Veronica, you should be, but actually right now I'd say, if you're not ready for it, don't come. Because seriously, it's not easy. Anyone who's in an authentic Sunday group, especially if you're in Phil's group, because he has this pokey stick. I've heard these rumours, this pokey stick. Pastor Tony and I are a little bit, we're a little bit more gentle, but I've heard Phil is just in there with his stick. <laughs> but God, for those of you ladies doing Daughters of Destiny, has its press some buttons. God is trying to show us that there's a new territory we wants to bring us to, but it means we have to be dislodged from the comfort zones we find in our lives. Which is why we have, if we cannot see where God is going. Because God, this is why to the Israelites, he said a second time. He says, see, the Lord your God has given you this land. I'm saying it again. Because I haven't changed my opinion. Because I'm God. Church, this is the way we're going. And for the, some of you, you've been, there's, there's issues. And, there's, and, and I've, we've had these. I'm moving you out of your comfort zone. I'm shifting you out. Because if we move into new territory, who are the resources? You and me. 
You and me, we're the resources. We're the, we are what is going to take the new territory. It's us. So the change has to happen in us. And so Emma and I found ourselves, I found myself praying before God, saying, God, I have no home. I'm homeless. I have no home. Legally, I have no house. I don't own anything. I am at my parents' mercy. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that out loud, should I? <laughs> But it's very, very, it's a shock. So then at the same time that we're going through all this, God then says, oh, by the way, I'm now shifting you out of the most, the, the one place that you're comfortable, I'm now shifting you out of. And then at the same time as that, M's boss says, I just need to let you know, there's going to be redundancies in the company. <laughs> yeah? So... It all, it, you know when they say it doesn't just rain, it pours. When it rains, it pours. But God was trying to show us something. When, when, I, when we move from one place to another, you can't take the old into the new place. The old has to stay in the old, and the new has to stay in the new. That's also why, for us, and we believe this strongly that we haven't, had a, we haven't had a second child yet. Because the second child represents something new. So you can't have the new while you're in the old. There's been so many things about our lives that we've had to look at and go, until we make this move, until God says yes, I can't, we can't do certain things. But God knows. God's a gracious God. He gives us time to get used to this idea. That's why for eight years, we've had to get used to the fact that Drawlston, all the, well, we're moving to Wardenshaw, but it's might as well be Drawlston. I mean, technically, you, you, technically, you go down to the lights and turn right. After the petrol station, it's Wardenshaw. So it's, you know, we're close enough. <laughs> but if we cannot see with our spiritual eyes that there is a victory that has already gone before us, all we have is we look at the wilderness around us. Now you look at, if you're being challenged, if you're being, God put this on my, on my radar, if you're being challenged this morning about the fact that we now have to have a conscience for the lost, it's the same as when I'm in the bank and I've got to talk to somebody about a mortgage. Because you know when you come into a bank, we, are, we only make money if we sell you stuff. You know that, don't you? But it's the way we do it. But the reality is you have to have a conversation with someone. And everything in, the, everything in your mind is like, it makes me uncomfortable, this conversation. Because what if they don't want it? What if they reject me? What if they complain about me? What if they insult me? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? So we don't. Now we can say when we look out, out around here, there is a wilderness, there is a desert outside there. You look at some of the lost, you look at some of the people that are out there, you think, blow neck, I'm never going to be able to speak to you. But I was convicted on the bus. I was on the bus the other day. And I knew something was up because the bus stopped at a random bus stop and three people walked downstairs, from upstairs to downstairs. I'm thinking, why would you go from upstairs to downstairs? And then I realized there was a bunch of Mormons on the bus upstairs and they were talking to everyone. You know, they have the badges on, Elder Franklin and Elder this, Elder that. None of them are English. They're always American or some other kind of... But you know what? I saw this guy, German guy, just reminded me of Emmanuel. And he was talking to this big, burly bloke. And I'm like, I won't talk to him. But he didn't care. He just started talking to him. And then this guy was a little bit 
hesitant. You're just like, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. No, I don't really think about anything about God. No, 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 no. The guy kept talking to him. And the guy all of a sudden starts to open up. His dad's got cancer. So this big bloke starts to open up. And I'm thinking, God's like, he's doing what you should be doing. But it makes me uncomfortable. I'm comfortable in my environment, because in my environment, everyone knows I'm a Christian. So I can talk about it. In my environment, an example, there's a song at the moment that's a bit old. It's called, by the Swedish house mafia, it's called Heaven Has a Plan For You. It's a big club anthem, and it was on in our work because we had this song on. And one of the girls just went, oh, I wish heaven had a plan for me. Oh, it was a perfect opportunity. I went, aha, he does. And that was, it was great. But I can do that. But do that with a stranger on the street or in someone you don't know that well, and we become, in, we become intimidated. We become intimidated, and so we stay where we are. So we never ever are able to move beyond where we are. And God's like, but I need us. So there has to be a heart that has to permeate. I think it was four or five years ago you started speaking about we've got to, to take the city, we've got to love the city. God gave us eight years to get used to the idea that this is going to be our home. Some of us are, are being given the opportunity now. But, the, but then this is, but, but God, so God said twice, See the land I'm giving you. He also said, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. But what what happens next? In the next verse, it says this. In verse 22. Then all of you came to me and said, let us send men ahead to spy out the land for us and bring back a report about the route we are to take and the towns we will come to. Because sometimes God's word isn't enough. Because when we can't see it, we need an extra report just to be sure. You see, we put an offering on a house. We put an offering on a few houses and they were rejected and that was fine. So we put this offering on this house. And so what do you do when you buy a house? You do a report on it. You do a, to make sure it's not falling down and all, a survey. You do a survey on the house. And we had one survey and this is what can happen. We had one survey, which is a basic one done by the bank. Okay? And the bank came back and just went, yeah, it's fine. But the house we're buying is a very, very run-down house. It needs stuff doing to it. So we were a little bit concerned. So we paid for an independent guy to come in and do a survey. He came in and valued the house less than what the survey said. So now we've got two conflicting reports, which took us into turmoil. So we had to stop everything with the solicitors. We thought this was going through absolutely fine. Everything was sorted. Mortgage is sorted. Then all of a sudden, the house valuation doesn't match up, which means things start to get delayed. And at the same time, Em's wondering whether she's going to have a job or not. And if she hasn't got a job or not, then we can't afford the house and suddenly everything falls apart. Okay? So we now have two conflicting reports. So what do we do? We get a third one done to see what work needs doing by a builder. And the builder comes up with different reports from the other two. So I've got three conflicting reports. Now we know God is merciful to us. And we know that, for example, take Gideon. Gideon said, you know, the dew on the ground but a dry... A dry blind, you know, and, the, and God's merciful. God lets us ask questions. But if we can see where God is taking us, we don't need all the reports. Because we can already see that where we're going is right. We knew, I knew, we knew, that this house was the house. You know why? Because when I walked into the house that we are now buying, I walked straight and went, no. Because you know what I saw? I saw spider's webs. I saw old furniture, I saw smelly old rooms, 
I smelled smelly old rooms, and I saw a house that just didn't feel like a home. But then went, that's a home. Because on the appearance, if we don't take God at his word, sometimes we, we have this ability, we have to see with our physical eyes everything. And then, we, and then we need more. But if we can't see with our spiritual eyes, the only eyes we have left are our physical eyes. And that can then cause more confusion. Because Emma and I were quite, were quite together on this house, and all of a sudden these reports come, and suddenly now, we're not together on it. We don't agree. Because Em didn't want all this work doing. She didn't want a major building project. I don't care, because I'm just thinking at the end, it'll be all right. Once Em said that she can see it as a home, that was good enough for me. And I know it's in a good area, it's where we want. And I began to see, I went from one extreme, but then the report caused Em to go to the other extreme. So I went from, I don't want this house, because it smells, but then God showed me. What did you ask me, Paul, when you moved? Well, I wanted two reception rooms. It's got it. I wanted a bit of God's green garden. It's got one. I wanted a nice area. It's got that. It's got three bedrooms. It's got that. You wanted a garage. It's got that. So what doesn't this house have? Nothing. Right then. So see what I've given you. See the land I've already given you. But then M went, no. <laughs> no. I think we need to look elsewhere. God told me when we put an offering for this house, God said to me, delete the right move app because you don't need it. But because of the reports and reports and reports and reports, my spirit got completely skewed up. I began to doubt what God, what God was saying. So guess what? I put the, the right move app back on my, my phone. And we started looking at other options. Now, we weren't wrong for doing that. But what can happen in the spirit is if we don't see clearly where God is taking us and what's on the other side of where God's taking us, then we start to look around at everything else and we get confused. And as a house, if the individual can't make a decision to partner with the other individual, then there is no corporate body. But, verse 23 to 25, You see, God is, so verse 23 to 25 says this. So the, report, basically, so the report comes back now. So what happened was, the idea seemed good to me, says Moses. So I selected 12 of you, one man from each tribe. They left and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Eshcol and explored it. Taking with them some of the fruit of the land, they brought it down to us and reported, it is a good land that the Lord our God is giving us. And this morning, you need to know, it is a good land that the Lord our God is giving to us. God is not bringing us to a place that's smelly, stinky, and will remain that way. But, it, but what we, the report comes back, and the report comes back, and it says, this, it says to the people, look, everything's fine. What are you complaining about? You don't need, we've spied it out, we've done the work, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But if we have, if we have no eyes seen, let's see what the, the response to the people were this. The response to the people was this in verse 26. But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord, your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, the Lord hates us. 
So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large. Those walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. You see, with no sight, without seeing that which God is preparing for us, we cannot see the victory. Like our house, if God did not show me his eyes, I could never see that house as a home. It's a building that I don't want to be in. It makes me uncomfortable to be there because it causes me to have to, it doesn't feel like I want it to feel. And, sometimes, and when God is trying to move us from the old to the new, the old is comfortable, the old is what we like. In the, when we are in an old place, or for, for a lot of us that is the current place, we know our parameters. Everything's okay. So therefore, it might be okay that I have self-image issues. It might be all right that I have fear. But where I am, those fears don't come up because I stay where I'm comfortable. And so the but God is saying, but there's no going back. This territory is here. The report is there. And if the eyes of our heart are not enlightened, then it doesn't matter that the fruit of the land can be brought before you say, look, this fruit is good. For example, EYC. We had, a, we had a raft of young people stood here and they brought back the fruit of EYC with them and they testified it to you. But if fear is still in your heart, when pastor says, right, I need a team to go to the nations, you won't put your hand up. And it won't be because of money. It won't be because of those things. It'll be because I can't go to another nation. I'm not confident. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm much safer in England. Good old Manchester. I'll get on the bus and that's where I'll go. That's as far as I need to go. But the, but the things in our lives are never able to be addressed because we're not able to see why we're going where we're going and what is on the other side. And so a mindset begins to set in that everything you see and everything that is touched and everything that goes around in the house, we can only see from this mindset of, I don't want to move where I am. I want to stay where I am and, I want to, and I'll, I'll let you do that. But do you know what? This church is not an easy church to be in. Do you know that? It's not an easy place to be in. Why? Because God doesn't let it be easy. If it was easy, then we'd just do church. We wouldn't do kingdom. Kingdom's always moving. Church is quite happy to maintain. And so we as an eldership, and as Pastor Tony said, it might be the same voices, but, God, but we're not the ones saying God's take, we're going to new territory. God is the one who is saying we have to move to new territory. And for Emma and I, we had to see that literally. What happened was when we, so we've now moved home. We have no house. So we are now in the middle of one and the other. And it's really not a nice place. Because everything that you want to be comfortable is comfortable. And we put an offer on the house, and obviously these reports came back, so we went back and said, we're not going to prepare to pay the price we were going to pay, because now this work is too big. The work is too great. Because we can't afford to pay for all of this stuff. And for many of us, whenever, like these people said, oh, well, you know... Um, the Lord hates us, he must hate us because he's, he's setting us up to fail. 
You see, when all that sort of stuff is going on and God is messing around with your internal system, we don't feel we can make it if we can't see that God has already given us the victory on the other side. Because we, all we look at is go, I can't do that. God, you're asking too much of me. And Em and I have had these conversations. God, you're asking too much of us. We can't do it. I've got two jobs that everything, you, you're moving everything. You're absolutely just shaking everything and it feels rubbish. And so if we look around us and when we looked around us, the solicitors, the estate agents, the messages from the other vendors, this move was not going to happen. So we were going to have to go back and be completely in the wilderness. Because we've left where we can't go back to our old house. And when God moves us from one place to another, you can't go back to the place you were before. There is no... See, I drove past my house the other week, the, 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 two days ago, and there was, a, there was a woman sat there in my living room watching my TV <laughs> with my blinds up. What are you doing in my house? I said to myself. But it's not my house anymore. Because God doesn't go backwards, he only goes forwards. And so... But this is what, this is what, this, and this is, oh, start again. so the people said, the people are stronger and they are taller. Their cities are large. Their walls are sky high. At that point, we might, if, if that is what we see when God talks about moving forward, then we might as well all go home now. But I believe God is saying, see what I am bringing you into. See that I have already given you this. He said to Joshua, under a new generation, every place you, step, you, 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 you take your step, I've given you that land. But it takes us to say, you know what, Pastor? You know what, God? I'm going to go with you. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to keep on going because it's not nice. Em and I have been in this place now for four months. It felt like a, long, a lot longer. But the process has taken eight years. But on Monday, we came back and we put, and this is what I feel God is saying this morning. He said, put your best offer forward. Put your best offer forward. We got to a position that said, God, everything around me is falling, not falling apart, because let's not be dramatic in that sort of sense. I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in an amazing home with my parents, right? So everything is great. Okay, let's, I, we, we, M, M's job is still there. My job is still there, it's just in a different location. So let's not get over dramatic. But at the same time, everything is uncomfortable around us. We feel unsettled in every way. So we got to the point of this house, after many arguments, after many disagreements, after many sleepless nights, trying to work out what was God, what was us, did it here, did it not, the mindset of the, of, of, of the people telling us what is happening and then the mindset of, but my God can overcome, this constant battle was going between us. And so we came to the point that said, this is our final offer. We will offer this for the house with all this taken into consideration. And we said, God, if this is the house you've given us, that has to be good enough. And what all God is asking us to do when he says, see what I'm, where I'm taking you, he's not asking you to give more than you can give. He's asking you to give the best you've got. That's it. He's saying, I know your limitations because I'm God. I made you. 
But in a point when we feel absolutely, we feel that we haven't got anything to offer. So we just walk, we step backwards. But God's saying, as a step of faith, let me show you, but put your, put your best down first. So him and I put our offer down and we waited over the weekend and we said, God, it's yours or not. That's it. And sometimes we have to say, God, I don't get what's going on right now, but I need you to show me, but all I've got is what I've got here. This is what, I, this is what I've got. I'm just going to be willing to give it you. And I believe in where we are right now, all God wants us to do is say, give me what you've got. I'm not asking for what you haven't got. I'm only asking for what you've got. And then I will show you what I will do with what you've got. And so we said, this is what we've got. And for once, we weren't, well, we think we could offer this and we could offer that. Because we were thinking, well, maybe we should just offer what they want. But we don't work on other people's terms. We work on God's terms. And so God says, put that forward. And that's it. Trust me for the rest. Don't be discouraged and don't be disheartened. So two or three days went by. We didn't hear anything. And then I get a call on, on Monday just gone morning. And she says, as a normal conversation, because up until that, she was like, it's not, I just can't see it. They'd offered, us a, they'd offered us a 500 pound gesture of goodwill, the family. And I said, God, if you can turn the heart of Pharaoh, you can turn the heart of this family. And there were three people in the family. So you know what it's like. Kids all want the money. That's what was happening. Kids all want the money. And then she spoke to one guy. And he went, the others won't agree with me. And the others won't do it. But I'll take the cut off my, out of my own thing. And let's just get it done. And so he agreed to it. As long as, you, as long as you're complete in two weeks, because he goes on holiday in two weeks, which is this Friday, which funnily enough is the last day I spend in my current branch before I move to my new branch. So on the same day I take the keys and have new territory, I finally leave my old territory. God is saying, you step into the new, the old goes. But I had to put my best foot forward. I had to put my best offer forward. That's all God is asking from me. All God says, I haven't changed. God's like, I haven't changed. You change because you want reports. You want to see everything. But this is what he says. Where is it now? Hang on. Uh, let's find where it is. Just later in. Right. Sorry, I'm just trying to find where the scripture is now. Okay. Yeah. Ah, there it is. Then I said to you, and this is after the, after the Israelites said, we can't do it, we can't cope. God said this. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God is going before you. We heard this this morning. The Lord your God is going before you. He will fight for you as he did in Egypt before your very eyes and while you were in the wilderness. You need to know this morning that God will fight for you when you're in your wilderness. 
this morning when no matter what you're feeling like, some of you may be here, I'm talking to some of you older generation this morning, because younger generation have only been around for five minutes. But when you've, done, when, when you've been doing things and you've been comfortable for a very long time and suddenly you feel like everything that you think is okay, you're now being told is not okay, it's easy to feel like you have no value and your way has no value because actually you've done things a certain way, but God's saying, no, there's a new way now. But it's hard when you've done things for a long time not to feel that that just means you're not good enough or that means that nobody likes me. God doesn't like me. Oh, things are difficult. But God says, I will fight for you in your wilderness. I will go before you in that place. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son. All the way you went until you reached this place. And you need to know this morning, if you lift your eyes up to heaven this morning and we are able to say, God, show me where you're taking me. God says, I will carry you until the place called finish. I will carry you all the way. I'm not asking you to go there on your own. I'm saying, God is saying, I will carry you there. All I ask is that you just let you come with me. Come with me. Continue to come with me. Church, when God is, 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 is arresting territories inside your life, all you want to do is stay comfortable. All you want to do is stay where you are and, you, and then you hold yourself back. If we hold back right now, this is what God says. And I, re- this is, I, didn't, really, I didn't really want to say this, but I feel it's important. God said, when he, saw the res- when he saw the response, in spite of this, you did not trust the Lord your God, who went ahead of you on the journey in, fi- in fire by night and in the cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and show you the way to go. This is what God has been doing for us. This is what all these teachings are all been here. This is where we- the journey we're on as a church. But then he says, so no one from this evil generation shall see the good I swore to give your ancestors, except Caleb. Son of Jephunneh, he will see it. And I will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. There is a generation out out there that have lost the gospel, have lost the will of the kingdom, have lost sight of the kingdom, have lost sight of that I have to change if it means going to somewhere new. But there is a generation, a Caleb generation within your generation, within this house, that says, if you follow me wholeheartedly, you will not miss. You will not be like the Israelites who refused to go up because they didn't want to be uncomfortable. But God is saying, see what I am doing in you. See, I have already gone before you. See, I have given you the fire by night. See, I have given you the cloud by day. See, I have found places for you to camp because he knows at times it's difficult. But will you see this morning, church? Will you see that the land the Lord your God is giving you is good? The territory he is bringing us to is a good one. We had to believe and stand on that God said, this is where you're coming. We didn't know it meant you had to leave everything else behind. We just thought we could stay as we were, but live in a different place. And church, we can't stay as we are and move to a new territory. God says, I want you to become more like me on the way. So if we are willing to see him, no matter what generation there is, there is a Caleb in every generation that says, I will follow God wholeheartedly. And God says, you're coming with them. They might not be, but you will. So this morning, can we be that generation? Can we be those people that say, you know what? I will, t- I will hear that the name of the Lord has gone before me and I will now see what the Lord has brought before us. And I will give what I have, however little that is, and say, God, Take it 
and take me with you. Let's just stand this morning. Well, I had no idea how, how that was going to go. And here we are. Because he loved your ancestors and chose their descendants, he brought you out of Egypt by his presence and his great strength to drive out before you nations greater and stronger than you and to bring you into their land to give it to you for your inheritance as it is today. Acknowledge and take heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above all and on the earth below. There is no other. This morning, if we acknowledge him, his presence and his strength will see us through. That's why, the, that's why our worship has to become so different. Because it's his presence that will carry us through to where we're going. It's his presence that will bring strength into our lives. It's his presence that will reveal how we get through it. It's his presence that will say, those of you who fought fear for the last 20 years, how do I overcome? Those who have, who have fought for, with self-condemnation, those who have fought with unforgiveness, those who have fought with lack of self-confidence or esteem, those who have fought with many different issues, how do I get through it? His presence and his strength will see you through. If we acknowledge him this morning, if we will acknowledge and say, God, I want to see your glory this morning. I will no longer stay in the Lazarus tomb. I will no longer stay where I am, but I'm not staying on this mountain anymore. I'm coming where you are. So come on, church, let's just raise our hands to him this morning. Father God, give us the eyes to see what you have in store for our lives. Give us the eyes of faith, oh God, that we would not just take that which we see and the, and the desert places that are around us and we become discouraged and we become, and we, and we become unable to move forward. But, oh God, Give us this morning the sight to see and have the, the, the victories in hand. That the land you are giving us is a good land. That, the, that on the other side there is blessing. On the other side there is freedom. On the other side there is generational pr pr province. Father God, this morning, let us see. Church, just begin, to open, just begin to say, God, show me. Show me again this morning. Show me where you're taking me. Show me, oh God. Give my heart reason to hope over and above what my mind thinks. Father, I want to see you this morning. I want to see you this morning. I will acknowledge and take heart this day that God, you are in heaven. You are above the heavens and on the earth and that there is no other. Come on, just tell him again this morning. There is no one else but you, God. There is no other. I acknowledge you this morning, God. I acknowledge that today is the day that you want me to step forward. Today is the day I give my best to you, God. Today is the day I stop thinking I haven't got enough. Today is the day I stop thinking that I have to make it in my own flesh. But today is the day I say, God, here is all I am. Take me and show me how to get through. Show me, oh God. Let my eyes see what my mind cannot comprehend. Let my eyes see, the eyes of my heart see what my mind cannot comprehend. Come on, begin to speak to him right now. Oh, Father God. Shara Baba Kudo Sodona Kada Sikidi Shidikara Sudaraki.